I'm Wayne, and this is my Iron Maiden podcast. Sponsored by LucasAid, glucose energy and sports drinks, as endorsed by Daly Thompson and John Barnes. On this show, I'm looking at Transylvania, which is the fifth song on the debut album. In the last episode, I looked at Phantom of the Opera, which closed side A. I enjoyed this episode, and I felt it was possibly the best so far, which is good news because it shows I'm improving. However, I still get some feedback and look to learn from any negative comments or criticism. I had some tweets and comments that said that I was a bit short with Trevor, and uh, maybe this has been happening a few times in other episodes. Well, I've had a listen back, and I analysed this, but um, maybe I'm trying to speed him along a bit. Maybe that's all I can think of, really, because I've only got so much time, and occasionally I do need to interrupt him. So I'm sorry if this looks like I'm being short or annoyed with him, but uh, I think it's a genuine attempt to make the podcast work and flow nicely. But I will take those comments on board and maybe take more of an interest in Trevor when I phone him later. I also had some nicer comments about my singing, and uh, there were people surprised by my high range when I tried to emulate Dennis Stratton's part in Phantom of the Opera. I'm pleased about this because it's not a strength of mine, and uh, maybe I'll try some more singing in future episodes. As I've said, this episode's all about the song Transylvania, which is the start of side two on the debut album. What's interesting about this song is it's an instrumental. Now you may remember that Phantom of the Opera had several instrumental passages, but had enough words to mean that I couldn't call it an instrumental. But Transylvania doesn't have any vocal parts, and therefore I can confidently claim it's an instrumental. One thing that I wasn't sure about was, why was it called Transylvania when there aren't any words? Transylvania was where Dracula lived. I knew this as I had a Ladybird book called Dracula. Ladybird books were smaller versions of classic stories like Treasure Island and The Gingerbread Man, and I had some of these and I did have the Dracula version, so I did know the word Transylvania. When I was a boy, I never knew if Dracula was a true story, and he reigned a bit of a a mystery figure, like Father Christmas and the Tooth Fairy. I wondered then, and I wonder now, if it was supposed to be an instrumental. It was written by Steve Harris, but perhaps he couldn't think of any lyrics, or perhaps Paul Diano couldn't think of any lyrics. To try and understand why it might be called Transylvania, I listened to the song while looking at pictures of Romanian mountains. I'm not sure if this helped me, but the length of the song, along with the lovely images that I was looking at, made it feel like one of those opening sequences to one of those HBO series on Netflix, you know, with the long theme tunes. Now, if there were supposed to be some lyrics for it, and some fans speculate upon this, I wonder what they were, and whether they were about Transylvania itself. Here are some lyrics that I've made for it. Now, I've written these lyrics as if I have a girlfriend, or maybe a girl that I want to become my girlfriend, who I'm trying to convince to come on holiday with me to Transylvania. It isn't based on a true story. Rather than read them out to you, I've actually been encouraged by the feedback I've got when I sang those few words from Phantom of the Opera in the style of Dennis Stratton. So now I'm going to play the song with my lyrics. 
If you've just tuned in at this point and you just heard that, then you may be wondering if this was a new, rare outtake or demo version of the song that I've discovered. But actually, I fooled you because it wasn't Paul Diano singing it and it wasn't Dennis Stratton on backing vocals in the chorus. It was actually me. Um, I did add an effect to make my voice sound a bit tougher uh, to suit a heavy metal song. So, uh, yeah, it, it was me. If the band happened to be listening and wanted to re-record Transylvania with my words, then, uh, yeah, I'm, I might let them. But, uh, yeah, maybe if they get in touch, we can work something out. The song itself is quite fast, uh, and once again there's a lot of change of pace or tempo, like we saw in Phantom of the Opera. The first half of the song has a standard sort of structure, uh, and you saw that I could find places to put a verse and a chorus. Um, but after that, uh, it, they sort of jam out a bit, um, taking it in turns to do their parts. Um, maybe when they played it live, it was uh, you know, a time for each band member to take centre stage and you know, have a moment while the crowd cheered them on. Except for Paul Diano, of course, who wouldn't have had a part. In Phantom of the Opera, I speculated as to what Paul Diano was doing in the studio while the band were doing all the guitar parts. Um, some of my thoughts were quite normal and, and maybe some were a bit far-fetched. But uh, what was very interesting was that I had a message from Paul Diano asking to meet him in a local cafe. Obviously, you know, I thought this was strange and uh, I asked him some security questions before I agreed to this and in case it was a scam. Um, you know, he, he revealed his star sign was Taurus and a few other facts that proved it was him. So, yeah, I arrived at the cafe and there was Paul Diano sat there looking exactly the same as he did on the album covers and the photographs from 1980. I had expected him to have lost hair and put on weight, but, you know, it was very strange. It also crossed my mind that it might be a prank and it was Trevor dressed as Paul Diano. As I sat down with a coffee, um, he revealed that he'd been travelling through time, which seemed very convenient based on what I've been discussing on previous episodes, so I asked him how this had started. Oh, I don't know what happened. I've been out on a bender and I was sitting back at home on the chaise longue when this small pixie appeared with large ears and tiny hands. I thought it was one of our old drummers at first, but then I saw he had this yellow skin, or natural yellow it was, like custard. He explained then that this pixie had given him some device that allowed him to travel through time. I was obviously a bit sceptical about this, and I asked him about Transylvania, trying to keep him on topic for this show. And, you know, I asked him why he wasn't singing, hoping for a bit of insight. 
I did go missing for a few days when the band were recording Transylvania. I, mean, I cocked up with the time and date, you know, when I returned from a break. Uh, yeah, it wasn't so good, that. Yeah, and a few more times, if I'm honest. I let the band down quite a bit, and, yeah, it was easier for me to blame alcohol and drugs for my absences, but really, you know, I've been travelling through time, but the band wouldn't have believed that, so, yeah, I think I got a bit of a reputation as a drinker, when, in fact, I was, uh, you know, going back to distant lands and times. He claimed that while he was travelling through time, that he actually had a mission... So I asked him what it was. Well, it was to return back to 1981. I can see now how big Iron Maiden became and I want to go back and tell myself, yeah, don't don't accept that paltry offer, you know, for leaving the band in 1981. Hold out for, you know, some royalties, you know, ongoing royalties for the future because, you know, that will save me a lot of bother and all those needless uh, side ventures that I got into and, yeah, that's what I'd do. After hearing this, I'm sure you're a bit like me, and you just thought, well, why doesn't he just go back to 1981 with his gadget or device or whatever it is? Here's what he said. Well, I can't, I couldn't get back there, you know. I, I, sadly, I, I had, you know, got in a bit of a temper and I threw the machine against the wall in a rage, uh, you know, after uh, I visited 1985. And uh, when I did that, yeah, the number nine key fell off. So as a result of that, it's pretty annoying. I can't go back to any point in the 1900s. I was a bit curious, so I asked him, what was this incident that led to him smashing the time machine? Well, yeah, it was yeah 1985, as I say, and uh, I visited Steve Harris in a hotel bedroom when he was on tour. And, uh, yeah, it was quite funny. He was a bit alarmed by my appearance, and I think he thought he was dreaming. But... Uh, I told him what, was, what had gone on and I was happy now, now I've got this device, you know. And uh, I said, oh yeah, I'm always somewhere in time now rather than some static place, you know, I'm really living my life. And uh, I found out later, of course, he used that phrase as an album title, you know, somewhere in time, you know, oh, flipping livid I was, really annoyed. So yeah, as a result, um, you know, I, I smashed the machine a bit and uh, ironically I'm now caught somewhere in time, you know, I can't get back. This was all very interesting, but I wondered why he'd approached me with this information. Well, I heard the show, Wayne, and it's, I was quite surprised that you'd actually twigged that I could travel through time. Not many people have worked that out. Um, you know, all these people analyse Maiden, and it's only you that's got to the real bottom of things. And, uh, yeah, I was hoping that, you know, if I came forward and, and you know, told my story, maybe some of your audience would know how to fix this machine, because... You know, I've still got the number nine button, but it can't be glued on or sellotaped because there's all wires and stuff. That was an edited recording of my time with Paul Diano in a cafe. Now, there's lots of extra information within that interview, but I can't reveal it all in these podcasts because that took a fair amount of time and I've only got 15 or so minutes in each episode and I didn't want it to be all about that. I want to talk about the song and look at other things. One part of the song which is uh, particularly good is there's a, a drum part that Clive Bird does um, and it, it was a real strange sound. It was um, almost like a machine gun uh, and I don't know where that really fits in with the theme of the song. I don't think there were machine guns in Dracula but uh, it was a very powerful sound and uh, it, it you know, raised an eyebrow when I was a boy. It's not a song that gets mentioned very much by Iron Maiden fans. Uh, it's often forgotten. I suppose being an instrumental, there's not much to remember. Certainly no lyrics. 
It's a curious song, and I don't think they've played it live much, but uh, if I could find footage of, of what happened, you know, when they did play it live, maybe in the black and white from the late 70s, I'd love to see what Paul Diano was up to in the audience. You know, was he at the bar while the band played this song, or, or was he, you know, mingling in with the fans, headbanging and having a great time? Even though he wasn't able to record any vocals because he was lost in time travel, I don't think he'd be doing time travelling during a gig. I think that would be too risky. Um, Maybe I should have asked him this. Okay, I'm going to ring up Trevor now. Um, Transylvania isn't a song I think we've ever discussed before, so I'll be interested to hear his take on it. So I'm going to give him a call. Hi, Wayne. Hello, Trevor. How are you today? Okay. Uh, well, I thought I'd thank you for your last poem, at Phantom, you know, Phantom of the Opera. You did that poem about him in his car, uh, you know, got a parking fine, but I, I really liked that. I think that was actually your best one yet. Uh, Is something wrong? No, no, nothing. Okay, you, you do sound a little bit miffed at something. Well, if I'm honest, Wayne, I'm a bit disappointed in uh, the fact that you did those lyrics to Transylvania and um, you didn't actually consult me and I could have helped you with those. OK, well, as I've said, we've, we've talked about this before and uh, the, the title of the show is Wayne's Iron Maiden Podcast and I didn't want to put too much pressure on you. Uh, I didn't want to um, look like you know I was taking advantage. I had some comments about how I was interacting with you and I thought it would be best to uh, just just do the song myself well i feel a bit left out to be honest wayne Uh, i'm not sure you know i want to share a poem this week well that's a bit disappointing trevor um maybe we should talk about this another time but rather than take it out on me you know because you know the listeners are going to lose out aren't they so if you could read something out um and then at least they're okay and then we can have maybe have a meeting later in the week all right then, but I'm only going to read a poem for the listeners. Okay, Trevor, yeah, of course. Words on Transylvania are smart, but I am brainier. My grey skies ever rainier. I sit on a park bench and weep a thousand tears. Is that it, Trevor? I... It's a bit different in style to your usual work. That's it, Wayne, yeah. I I did write a real poem for the show, but um, I did get a bit upset and I ripped it up and ate it. Okay, well, you've made your point clear. Um, As I say, we'll we'll have a chat because, you know, I want to get this sorted before the next episode, which is Strange World. Um, So hopefully, you know, it will be business as usual when it comes to your poetry. Um, Okay, well, I'm going to say goodbye. Oh, it's gone. Um, we're now well into season one, um, which is what Americans call series, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm getting a lot of listens across the world and, of course, new followers and friends. So you can find me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and I'm at Wayne Maiden. So please get in touch there because you know, I might read out tweets from people or comment on things that have gone on over the week. I've had a tweet from Hawklord who says that Transylvania is his favourite song on the debut album. That's interesting. I'm not sure many people would agree with that, but uh, nice that you know, some people are quite varied in their tastes. I've also had a tweet from 
Bob Cratchit, who says that there are lots of other Ladybird books other than Treasure Island and The Gingerbread Man. Um, yeah, I, I obviously know that, but I didn't want to list all of them on the show because that would waste time. Um, so, yeah, it's a strange tweet, but obviously I'm pleased that someone is tweeting. So next week I'll be looking at the song Strange World, um, which will leave us, you know, that's the sixth song of the album, so that'll be three quarters of the way through the album if you do some maths. So I'll hopefully see you next week, and uh, thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>